Goosebumps number 10, The Ghost Next Door by Arl Stern. There's a strange new kid on the block. How come I've never seen you before? Hannah's neighborhood has just gotten a little weird ever since that new boy moved in next door. But when did he move in? Wasn't the house empty when Hannah went to sleep the night before? Why does it still look so deserted? She's not getting any answers from her new neighbor. He just keeps disappearing in the oddest ways. And he's so pale. Is Hannah being haunted by the ghost next door? Listener beware. You're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. I just love I just love that intro so much. Whoa. <laughs> What's that from? That's um Arlstein at the beginning of uh the oh, Haunted okay, Mask 2 Haunted episode. Mask 2. Mm-hmm. It starts off with a it shows the ha- a, a creepy mask and then it pans over to Arlstein and he, he says, goes, "Whoa." There's really no one that I love more than Arlstein. Like he's Hello, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Deadcast. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and this is my big brother, Daniel Montgomery. Only by a few minutes. I'm... I think I've only, this is the first time I've introduced. I think you've always introduced. Oh, uh, cool. Daniel just kind of takes the lead, and I just follow away. Except for today. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so we are 10 books in. That's right. Uh, this is the tenth. This is uh, this the ghost next door. It came out in August nineteen ninety three. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it's been. Um, I have a lot to say about this book. I because, have a lot to um, say. In my mind, this has always been a clunker of a book. Where I've always thought, and I don't know where this started, but I've always thought. Oh, Daniel really likes this book. Yes. But I hate it. And I've I've always like mm-hmm. not liked it for some reason. I think even when we started this podcast, I was like, oh, when we get to the ghost next door. Well, I can, uh, I, I'll tell you, I have that same sort but of But I don't feel that way thing. anymore. I have that same sort of thought process that, oh, this is one that I like and Matthew really doesn't like. Yeah. And I always thought of this book because it feels different from any other Goosebumps It does. Book. It takes a, a kind of a detour that the series never get, gets back on. It's very different. In a way, it's almost like a Fear Street book. It's yeah, al- it, almost there. It feels a little older and a little adult. I think they're they're there's in, some more adult. Themes. They're in eighth. They're about to go into eighth grade, and some characters are about to go into ninth grade in this book, mm, which is all twelve. I mean, everybody's they, twelve. They talk about being in seventh grade and going into eighth grade. The summer between seventh and eighth. Yeah, that's twelve, right? No, twelve is like fifth grade. So I, I, whatever, reading this, I thought like, okay, we're a little bit older 12. in this book. And I think this book is a little more in, in some ways mature than some of the other yeah, but books the are. The characters are still 12. Okay. 
What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah, this book feels different from all the other books. Even the colors are a little drab. Yeah, we have the original version right here, and I want to – oh, my phone's in the other room. I looked up – I was Googling images of the ghost next door, and they have a new cover that they just came out what with. Is, what does it look like? And I just Googled it, and the cover says – because the Goosebumps movie is coming out next year, and it says, now a major motion picture, and it's a ghostly hand reaching for a door knocker with kind of a monstrous face. Hmm. But I don't. I like this cover a lot. I like this one too. If you guys are, if you guys don't know or, or are available to Google it right now, look up the ghost next door. And the image is a welcome mat with like ghostly feet on it. With ghostly converse. Ghostly converse, yes. And then there's another pair of converse inside. Um, a someone, black and white checkered floor in the, inside yeah, the house. Yeah, it's like angled down at feet, and there's like a door opening, like someone's visiting, but. Uh, it's from the ghost's point of view because you can see his ghostly feet or her ghostly feet on the welcome mat. And the the original colors that sort of frame the book are like it's peach, like, like this Florentine peach, Florentine peach, and then just this peat moss, this this dirty. It's like dirty shit brown. This dirty green. brown green. It's just the It's Florentine peach and peat moss is really what it is. It's just, I feel like it's an odd color combination, but I liked it. But the reason why I like this book a lot mm-hmm. uh, growing up was that it felt different from the other Goosebumps books. And I felt like it was an underdog. Like I always felt like it was the one that no one liked. So I was going to really like it. Yeah, you know, it I felt so that. different. Like, I was talking the other day about how I always liked cartoon characters with glasses because I felt like they, like, I liked Simon from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chucky from Rock. And, like, the Blue Ranger, you know, like, people that have glasses. Because I, I just always felt like, I don't know, that they, they're intrinsically not... Did as, you love Pepper Ann? I loved Pepper Ann. Pepper, Pepper Ann is Pepper more Ann, your thing, though. cool for seventh grade. Pepper Ann, she's like one in a million. Um, I always kind of felt for them there's no characters on doug with glasses that i can think of the dad but anyway i i i just always like rooted for them well I always, one, and so <laughs> for some reason i felt like the need to root for this book you know yeah. I, I was like other people don't like you so i'm gonna like you that much more and you're you have a different ending than any other Goosebumps right. book i feel ever. like the the ending and the twist this book which we won't get to quite yet um, is the only thing that really keeps this book going. I, yes. can, I feel like Jovial Bob, uh, Jovial Bob Stein, Arl Stein, Robert Lawrence, I feel like he came up with this fun idea and is kind of trying to write a story around the idea, but the story itself doesn't really hold up super well. It doesn't. I gave this up. book, I, when I reread these a few years ago, I gave it a D plus, Oof. and I don't think it's that bad. I, I don't think it's that bad. I think, I think even reading this, I went through all the stages of grief. I read a little bit of this as I was re- Dan and I reread these to, you know, to talk about it, and then we watched the television episode or episodes. And when I was rereading this one, I read a little bit before bed sometimes. Then I took a bath the other day and I finished oh, the whole thing. And within that bath, gorgeous. I... I know, right? In that bath, um, just me and Mr. Bubble, um, in that bath, I... I like went through all the, the feelings you could have about this book. I was like, this is a piece of trash. And I was like, ooh. And then I was like, oh, this is breaking my heart. And then I was like, whatever. So it's like, I, I don't think it's a D plus. I think it might be more like a C minus or something like this that. This is but, probably one of the few Goosebumps books that you would fe- you would potentially feel like crying in. Yes, I got I kind of got all teared up at the end a oh, little bit. Play Misty for me. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I, I – re- I, I always, in my heart of hearts, kind of had a special place for this sure. book. We're also going to talk, get to the the TV episodes 
which I, I have never a, seen. I before. know, I know, and I, we, I, I also hadn't seen it when it aired. You know, I think no. by that point. I think you. Uh, I remember you told me, "Don't watch the episode. Don't waste your time." And so I, I did. I hadn't seen it. Yeah, I watched it probably a couple of years ago. Let's launch into it. Let's get to it. So, um, this book has no first person narration. Third person. Yeah, which um, I didn't notice that. I don't. I, I always like the first person. I think a classically Goosebumps thing is that you're always from the first person's perspective. All, you know, you always have that right. eye. Yeah, yeah. It's always I did this, I did that. Not all of them are like that. Not all of them are like that, but almost all of them are. Stay of the basement wasn't like that. Yeah, that's right. But I, I, I distinctly, it's the first thing I wrote down because as soon as it started, I thought, oh, this is not in yeah, first yeah. person. Um, so it starts off with the protagonist of this book is Hannah Fairchild. And it's, she's kind of a spitfire a little bit. She is. She's she's got some salt. Yeah. And she's got she, some salt in her cake. She. <laughs> yeah, girl. Wow. She. It starts off with her waking up and her room is burning, like burning to the ground. That's right. Her Paris bedroom, is Paris is burning. Her bedroom is burning to the ground, and she sees, you know, she sees herself in her mirror, and she's surrounded by flames, and there's smoke, and she's choking, and she's dying. I basically. feel like it's a very Fear Street saga kind it of thing. It is a very Fear Street saga. You're right, Simon Fear. Again, because um, as the series goes along, things get sillier and wackier, and this is so domestic, I feel like. The idea of there being a fire in a house or something like that is so real and visceral that I feel like the series kind of gets away from that as we get yeah, further yeah, yeah. into the future. Well, we find out very quickly that just she, it's just a dream. Yeah. she just It's a dream. She wakes up, and we're introduced that Hannah's at home for the summer. It's summertime. It is a lonely, long summer. All her friends are at camp. She's got that summertime. Summertime sadness. And she's so bored. She's 12, like I keep bringing up. She has short blonde hair. She lives in Greenwood, Greenwood Falls. Falls. And she immediately gets up to start her day. It's the morning. And she's so good morning. Good morning. And she's so excited that she's not dead from this dream. And she puts on, and this is the first reference of day glow. She puts on day glow green shorts. I'd also like to point out, and I, I wish I could have, pinpointed when it is it might be one of the pages i dog-eared so so slaps in my hand for saying this before time but there's this trope that rl stein uses is this hands and knees she falls hard on her elbows i wrote down every time he said it okay every time it it, people fall hard on their hands and knees that phrase happens so many times elbows and knees knees. oh you're sorry because this is what used to bother me when dana and i were little reading these books or whatever there's two phrases, letting out a whoosh of cold air that R.L. Stein loves saying, and falling hard on her, I see it on Daniel's notes now, falling hard on her elbows and knees. And I've always thought, as a kid, I was like, is that how you're supposed to fall? Like, I always thought you, hands and knees make sense. You, like, brace yourself. But falling on your elbows and knees is such a weird, specific image. And it really, I'd be really fucking hurt if you really fell on your elbows and knees. Yes, he, he says it so many he times. Does. Maybe it's a Stein It almost becomes thing. a joke. Yeah, anyway. But back to... Drink every time someone falls on their elbows and knees. Oh, oh Back to Day Glow. Right. So he mentioned that she puts on Day Glow. I just, this is such a 90s thing, right? Day Glow is just like neon, right? I think, but it's a specific kind. I Googled it. I had you to did? look it what up. Is yeah. it? What, I don't know. What I just you... Googled pictures. Yeah. And is... it's just neon, basically. But he, he makes. <laughs> like I just said. <laughs> I, I know. But, I, but, but my point was that I think it's a, spe- isn't it a specific brand of clothes? Girl, I don't know. I don't know either. But R.L. Stein 
he just love he he loves getting specific about wardrobe, which I love. But also, it's the first. I remember when I think of Goosebumps books, I think of people wearing day glow. I think of people falling on their elbows and knees, falling hard, landing hard on their elbows and knees. That's right. Let's get to this. <sighs> so she's wearing day glow green shorts and a bright orange sleeveless top. Work. Ooh, woo! So she goes to the kitchen. She has two younger brothers who are twins. Oh, <laughs> Bill and Herb. Aren't those the oldest names for little they kids? They really are. Bill Herb, and Herb, and they are obnoxious kids. I mean, of course, it's a Goosebumps book, so we gotta have annoying little brother or brothers or sister. And mom is making breakfast. Mom, mom. And there, Hannah said that she, Hannah says that she would normally be annoyed by all this hullabaloo that's going on at the breakfast table. The town never knew such, such a hullabaloo. hullabaloo. And she says, but today it's not going to bother her because after that terrible dream she just had, she's just happy to be alive and, and not dead. It. It's a beautiful day. So she steps outside and then bam. Look out. Bam. Something hits her and Hannah landed hard on her elbows and knees. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> and what, ha what had hit her was what? a boy on a bike. Ooh, I wish one would hit me. I know, right? Let's go outside in our day glow. Ooh. Ah! I'll fall hard on my elbows and knees. <laughs> now, this kid is who he has bright red hair the color of orange candy corn. Yes, yes. He has brown eyes and a face full of freckles. That's right. More he Arlstein loved them. He loves his redheads. It was Kiss a Ginger Day this week. Was it? Did you? I, I didn't. I don't think so. I don't think I kissed anyone this week. I didn't kiss a ginger this week. Um, no, I didn't. I hope, I, listeners, I hope you smooched a ginger real good. And if you don't, you can just do it again anyway. It doesn't have to be kiss a ginger week. Ooh, woo, you can kiss, kiss Danny Anderson. Kiss a ginger day, right? Who cares? Oh, sorry. So, um, Hannah's like, who are you? And oh, what were you doing riding in my yard? Yeah. And he says, I live next door. And H Hannah's like, what do you mean? At the Dodson's old house? Dodson. We got Dodson we here. We got Dodson here. And she points over to the Redwood Ranch style house that's next door. Robert Lawrence and his ranch style. It must be an Ohio thing. It must be. And Hannah says, but I swear that house has been empty for years. And yes. It was empty the day before. And he said, oh, sorry, I'm Danny Anderson. And I've lived there for quite a while. And all of a sudden, Bill, one of the twins, yells, Hannah, Hannah, come back inside. And when Hannah turns around, Danny's gone. He's definitely a ghost. He's at, he's clearly a ghost. Yeah, definitely. He's gotta be. He has to be. It's the only thing that makes sense. So Hannah checks the mail, but no letters yet. She's She's been waiting for letters from her best friend, Janie. So she decides to write a letter to Janie. Now, the... We're going to take turns reading these letters. Do you want to read the first one or read the second one? I'm going to read the second one. Okay, so these are some sass-filled letters that she's writing to her best friend, and, Janie. And, Matthew, and I'm gonna going to yell all the stuff that's in caps. That's right. That's right. So, the, is, okay, here we go. They're long, but are you guys ready? This is a letter. <clears throat> letter number one. Dear Janie, I hope you're having a good time at camp, but not too good, because you broke your promise. You said that you'd write me every day, but so far, I haven't even received a crummy postcard. I am so bored. I don't know what to do. I can't imagine. You can't imagine how little there is to do in Greenwood Falls when no, no one is around. It's really like death. I watch TV and I read a lot. 
Do you believe I've already read all the books on our summer reading list? Dad promised to take us all camping to Miller Woods. Big thrill! But he's been working just about every weekend, so I don't think he will. Boring! <laughs> Last night I was so bored I marched the twins outside and built a little campfire behind the garage and pretended we were away at camp and told them a bunch of scary ghost stories. The boys wouldn't admit it, of course, but I could see that they enjoyed it. But you know how ghost stories freak me out. I started seeing weird shadows and things moving behind the trees. It was really kind of hilarious, I guess. I totally scared myself. Don't laugh, Janie. You don't like ghost stories either. My only other news is that a new boy moved into the Dodson's old house next door. His name's Danny, and he's our age, and he has red hair and freckles, and he's kind of cute, I think. I've only seen him once. Maybe I'll have to report about him later, but now it's your turn to write. Come on, Janie, you promised. Have you met any cute guys at camp? Is that why you're too busy to write to me? If I don't hear from you, I hope you get poison ivy all over your body, especially in the places where you can't scratch. Love, Hannah. Hilarious. Ooh, girl. Yes. So Hannah decides to mail that letter. She says hi to Mrs. Quilty. I was getting my life reading those letters. Getting your life. She says hi to Mrs. Quilty, a lady that lives down the street, and she totally ignores her. Bitch. And she decides to go to the post office, to the town square. There's a tiny little town square in, Re- in Greenwood Falls. In my mind, I saw it as the town square in Paranorman. Interesting. I wish I had done that. Yeah. They really try to wrap my brain around this town square, mm-hmm. and nothing was where I imagined it. No. Sure. She um, gets to the post office and, and hears yelling from behind it. And she sees two boys and Danny Anderson arguing with Mr. Chesney, the postmaster. And he's saying, don't trespass. Take your dog with you or whatever. And is throwing stones at their dog. One of the kids brought their dog. I don't know. Stoning. What is this? What is this? Salem witch trials? What is this? Bethlehem? What is this? Deuteronomy? Mr. Chesney is a red-faced bald man with with a bushy brown mustache and a pointy nose. Uncle Al, and he has a tight gray wool suit. He's got to be hot. I know, right? Especially in summertime in Greenwood Falls, right? And he hates kids. Same, right? And the boys run off, and Hannah quickly clocks that two of them are older and bigger. One's scraggly blonde, the other's one short and stubby with black spiky hair. Uh huh. And Danny runs off with them. They're soon to be ninth graders. Sure. And Mr. Chesney just bursts care. right... <laughs> heard that. <laughs> now that he just whispered into his water glass, he doesn't care. Fuck you. And Mr. Chesney brushes right past Hannah, ignoring her like she's not even there. Yeah. And goes off in a sense. huff. And in a Leslie-Anne huff. In a Julianne huff. And Hannah goes... Just, Decides to walk back home, and on her way home, she sees a dark figure dressed in all black behind a tree, beckoning her with his hand. Now, this shit scared me because this is some Slender Man shit right it here. It is. She talks about those skinny old arms. She calls them stick-like. like, dark, shadowy figure. And what's and so it frightening starts, to me, and I'm trying, and I try to imagine, I try to imagine, I try to imagine, because this is a summer well, day. Well, do the, it. I'm doing them. A summer day in the middle of the day, seeing a tall, skinny shadow man with stick-like arms. Fucking yes. terrifying. And, he, and not only does she see him, but he, she hears him saying, Anna, Anna. And she starts running because she's scared. At this point, excuse me, when I was reading the book, I was like, okay, pick a plot, any plot. Because this is one of those ones where like just oh, things are... It's a grab bag. It really is because it just things kind of happen, but there's no really set plot. And I think we're at page like 45 at this point. She starts running, and then she she loses track of the figure and decides, oh, it's just her imagination. Or is it? So she tells her parents when she gets home about the new neighbors next door, and they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. 
we're distracted by our twins. Yeah. And next thing you know, the summer goes by for a little while, some indeterminate amount of time. And later, a few days later or something, who knows, Hannah sees Danny in his backyard wearing a blue t-shirt and black and yellow shorts. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Striped like a bumblebee. And he's tossing a ball against the, you know, the wall of his house. Yeah. And so Hannah decides to go over and talk to him, and she's wearing a yellow top. This is what, I love this. Robert Lawrence breaks it down and says, she's wearing a yellow top with grape jelly stains and her rattiest blue cotton shorts. Okay. Oh, it's, she, I, I, I read rattiest and I thought her ratchet blue <laughs> cotton shorts and her grape jelly stains. God, Hannah, get she it together. She slipped and fell get in that together. pesky grape jelly. jelly. And all the boys think she's super sexy. sexy. Now, sign my cast. 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 <laughs> They start chatting a little bit, and they find out that they both go to the same middle school. Wal- but, but, but what middle school is it? Oh, Apple Walnut Avenue. So that's one, that's the haunted mass. For once in my entire life, I didn't write down what middle school was. Wow. Okay. I'm really slacking. Fail. I'm really slacking this time. But the she finds out that wait, we go to the same middle school, and she's like, "Do you know Ju- Julie or Karen or Susie?" And Danny's like, "Nope." And he's like, "Do you know my friends Alan and Fred?" And she's like, no, how come we don't know we go to the same middle school? We don't know each other's friends. Nothing's adding up. Nothing is adding up here. Danny, meanwhile, is just throwing balls against the wall. And uh, he throws the ball and it gets stuck on the roof of his house. Yeah. And he goes to get it. Get, get the ball. And she and she says these little things like... There goes your social life. <laughs> she... He di- it's like he disappears in the shadows when he goes under like the roof of the house. And he brings a ladder around the side. And Hannah gets this bad feeling. She has these, these reminiscences throughout this entire book, these feelings of dread. Mm-hmm. And she gets this inexplicable feeling of dread and says, don't go up to the roof. Don't, don't climb up to the roof. I have a please, bad feeling about this. Please. He says, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And of course, he straight up falls off that roof, y'all. But then Hannah closes her eyes. And when she opens them, not only is Danny fine, but he's on the he's standing on the ground giggling, and he says, "My middle name is Daredevil." Just how did you do that? So she starts like thinking, "Is this? Does she think he's a ghost yet at this point?" And like, uh, I think she starts to suspect at this this point that something's up with up with him. Obviously, yeah, you know, and. Uh, she decides later, yes, I, that's the next thing in my notes. Um, Hannah, later that day, stares at his house, and she comes up with the idea that he's a ghost. Yeah. He's got to be a ghost. And she says, I've never seen anyone come in and out of that house. He's got to be a ghost. So she decides to go spy on him, like Harriet the Spy. Yeah. And she peeks in his kitchen window, and Danny's staring right back at her. Oh, oh. And he says, do you want to come inside? And she peeks around Danny and sees a blonde woman making dinner, which must be his mother or right. something. And she freaks out, is super awkward, and says, no, bye, and then runs away so embarrassed. And she decides, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to start following him around town to figure out what's really going on. Even if I didn't know what happens later in this book, none of this seems particularly ghostly to me. It or like, doesn't. There's nothing really suspenseful. Or they talk a, about how he... The in, thought of him being a ghost doesn't ever really seem like a possibility. 
besides that, this book is called The Ghost Next Door. Yeah. You know, and there's that. Yeah. So she follows him to town one day, and um, she can't find him anywhere. But what you know what she does find? That shadow figure again. That ambiguous the, shadow. And it's chasing, Slender Man. It's gliding across the lawns, hopping from shadow to shadow, reaching its stick-like arms for her. And now not only is it tall and scary and dark, but it has glowing red ember eyes. Yeah. And goes, Hannah, Hannah, until she falls off her bike. Too scary. So scary. And when she opens her eyes, she's on the ground. She's falling off her bike. And Danny's standing above her saying, are you okay? I saw you fall. Haunting me. And she said, "Ah, there was a figure. He was chasing me. And Danny says, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see no figure. You probably imagined it. So the next day... Oh, Hannah's sitting in front of her, in her yard and decides she's going to write Janie another letter. Oh, yeah? Let's see at this point. Here we go. Page 47. This is the letter she writes while she's leaning against the, I don't know, the maple tree trunk of her front yard. Dear Janie, how are you? That's me. I seriously hope you've fallen in the lake and drowned. That would be the only good excuse for not writing to me in all this time. How could you abandon me here like this? Next summer, one way or the other, I'm going to camp with you. Things are definitely weird around here. Do you remember I told you about that boy who moved in next door? His name is Denny Anderson, and he's kind of cute. He has red hair and freckles and serious brown eyes. Well, don't laugh, Janie, but I think Danny is a ghost. I can hear you laughing, but I don't care. (laughs) By the time you get back to Greenwood Falls, I'm going to have proof. Please. Please, don't tell the other girls in your bunk that your best friend is totally freaked until you read the rest of this. Here's my evidence so far. Number Number one, one. Danny and his family suddenly appeared in the house next door. I didn't see them move in, even though I've been home every day. Neither did my parents. Two, Danny says he's going to Maple Avenue. Maple Avenue. Work. And he says he's going to eighth grade, just like us. But how come we've never seen him? He hangs out with two guys I've never seen before. And he didn't know any of my friends. Three, sometimes he vanishes. Poof. Just like that. Don't laugh. And once, he fell off the roof and landed on his feet without making a sound. I'm serious, Janie. Four. Yesterday, I was being chased by a scary shadow, and I fell (laughs) off my bike. And when I looked up, the shadow was gone, and Danny was standing in his place. And, uh uh-oh, this is starting to sound really crazy. I wish you were here so I could explain it better. It all sounds so dumb in a letter. Like I'm really messed up or something. I know you're laughing at me. Well, go ahead. Maybe I won't mail this letter. I mean, I don't want you to make jokes or remind me of it for the rest of my life. So, enough about me. How's it going out there in the woods? I hope you were bitten by a snake, and your entire body swelled up and that's why I haven't heard from you. Otherwise, I'm going to kill you when you get back really right. Love, Hannah. I love... Sometimes I really love Hannah, and that, those are times that I oh, love Oh, death. So as she's writing this letter, she falls asleep, I think? Good night. Good night. And when she wakes up, Danny's standing above her. Ghost. And she can swear the sun is shining right through him. And he says, you can't mail that letter, Hannah. I read it. And... And I know that you know the truth about me. And then it was just a dream. Then she actually wakes up in front of the tree. And her brothers wake her up. And it was all Again, with another, almost every Goosebumps book up until this point is had a frightening dream sequence. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, almost. Yes, so almost. the next night, Hannah decides to go over to Danny's again. And she sees Danny's mom in the kitchen, back to the door, under a glowing cone of light, under the oh, kitchen okay. table light. And she decides, I'm going to talk to his mom. Knocks on the door, pounds and screams, but the mom doesn't react. What? She doesn't turn around. And Hannah says, well, obviously not, because she's dead. 
That's the first logical conclusion, right? Yeah, definitely. And so she runs away, goes inside, tells her parents sitting in their wood-paneled den. She says, Mom, Dad, the people next door are ghosts. And her parents say, Hannah, please, we're trying to watch. And, you know, referring to the TV. Yeah. So Hannah says, you know what? You don't believe me, so I'm going to go get ice cream. Yeah, ice cream, you scream. We all scream. So she goes to Harder's Ice Cream in the town square. That's a great name. Actually, it's a shitty name for a place. (laughs) And when she gets to the town square, she has a horrible feeling of dread. That horrible feeling. The same one she got when Danny almost fell off the roof. Or when he fell off the roof. I know Danny's a ghost and his mother's dead too. They have to be. And as soon as she gets that feeling, bam, Danny and Fred and Alan run out of the store with ice cream in hand. And then bam, she's hit from behind. And you know what happens next? She lands hard, hard on, on her, her elbows, elbows and knees. knees. Drink. It's Mr. Harder, and he's yelling at the kids. Mr. Harder ran into Hannah that hard. Uh, Love me harder. He didn't even apologize for banging into her. And she starts running after the kids. She doesn't even know why. And she falls them, and they're laughing and giggling because they stole an ice cream, and they really pulled one on Mr. Cream, Harder. You scream. Ice cream. And they joke and joke and joke, and then a car pulls up, and it's the police. No, no it's, it's a not man. just a man, it's a man asking, asking for directions. directions. And the kids realize, oh my gosh, we're standing in front Brutal of man Chesney's We're in front house. of Chesney's house. Now, hey, if you remember, Mr. Hey, Mr. Chesney was the guy that was throwing stones at the dog behind in the Deuteronomy post Deuteronomy 432. Mm-hmm. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. That's Ephesians 432. I'll never forget. Oh, God, I hope Ephesians 432. Oh, God, I hope I remember. Um, I think that's right. Anyway, who cares? So, oh, woo! I mean, um, praise Jesus. So, they're standing in front of Chesney's house, and nobody likes... Chesney hates kids, and they don't like Chesney, and so they, they want to pull a prank on Mr. Chesney. Mr. Chesney has a hand-carved swan mailbox. And it's basically a swan on top of a mailbox that he carved with his hands. And they don't they say something like, like, Danny, you never turned down a dare, so we dare you to... Brian dare. We dare you to pull the mailbox out of the ground and pull the swan out so the swan can fly and away. And Hannah, like, watches across the street and is going, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it, Danny. No, 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 So no, Hannah no. actually get, runs from out of her hiding place to go stop them, and then... Guess who shows up? The Shadow Man. Man. The sexy one. The Slender Man. And he and he's got her and she can smell his hot, sour breath. Ooh. And then a car drives by and scares him away. Or scares it away. And Hannah just Bye. moves on for the rest of her life. Yeah, definitely. And so they pull what happens? He pulls the Well, he starts to he starts to pull on the wings, and next thing you know, Mr. Chesney is Chesney is standing right behind them and grabs Danny really hard. And when he grabs Danny and pulls him away from the mailbox, Danny pulls the wings of the swan off the mailbox mm. with him. And it, doesn't he yell at them after them and he's like, next time you come here, I'll have a, have a shotgun. shotgun. So the kids run away scared because Mr. Chesney threatens to shoot them. To literally murder them. So then they all be ghosts, not just Danny. So they run away. Oh, Hannah falls them because that's all she does. Yep. And she, you know, they tease him about not being brave enough and not being cool enough and yeah, yeah, yeah. So Danny goes home and on the way home, Hannah confronts him and says, I've been following you. I saw everything and I came by your house and your mom didn't answer the door. And it's time you tell me the truth about what's going on. And Danny goes, I'll tell you the truth. You want to know what the truth is? You want to know the truth is? This is the truth. My mom is deaf. (laughs) My mom is deaf, you stupid 
bitch. Wow, you insensitive dumb bitch. My mom's deaf. That's why she didn't answer. I kind of thought that from the moment you saw her. I was thinking she wouldn't respond to Hannah or whatever. I'm like, wow, I love how we just jumped to the conclusion that she must be dead. I was like, oh, she's probably deaf. And Hannah's super embarrassed because she should be. Yeah. And she looks up at Danny to apologize. And then Danny, go- Danny's gone. It's because he's a ghost with a deaf mother. So she w- decides to walk home and decides she's imagined this whole thing this whole time. She's nuts. And then guess who shows up? Again. To the fucking Slender Man? Yes. And he says, stay away, stay away from My Danny. My home sweet home is morale. No, he says, stay away, home, stay away from Danny. Stay away, Hannah. Hannah. And she tells her dad, her, the, she tells her dad, her dad opens the back door and shines some light on the whole situation. A cone Liter- of light? Literally. And the shadow figure goes away and Hannah says, there's somebody, there's somebody in the backyard. But of course, no one's there. And the dad's like, you're just imagining it, Hannah. Mm-hmm. And Hannah goes back to her room and the figure's standing right there. He's in her room. Wait, I need to read this. I, I dog-eared this page because this made me laugh so hard. Lol. <clears throat> Sighing wearily, she pushed open her bedroom door. The dark shadow figure was waiting for her by her bed. Chapter break, chapter 17. Hannah gasped and started to back away. But as the hall light fell into the bedroom, she realized she wasn't staring at the frightening figure after all. She was staring at a long sleeved dark sweater she had tossed over the bedpost at the foot of her bed. <laughs> it is amazing. It really is amazing. It's so it's ridiculous. It's so gratifying. It's so ridiculous. So we have like 20 pages left. Yes. So, you know, she has a dream that the black figure is Danny with red eyes, which mm-hmm. is very scary. Yeah, it's frightening. So when she wakes up, she says, all right, I'm going to ask Danny, how many times has she confronted Danny now? Seven. Seventeen. Seventeen. So she says she's going to just straight up ask him. So she goes next door. She's like, listen, dude, are you a ghost? And he says, yeah, sure. What? <laughs> she says, no, really? And he says, wait, wait, wait. Wait, what did you say? And she says, never mind. <laughs> So then they play soccer for a while. Sure. They play with the black and white soccer ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? why, why I noticed that. That, that, he, that. He writes black and white soccer ball. Well, if you think about it, sometimes kids have those day-glow soccer balls. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Wow. So Danny confesses to her as they're knocking the ball around that th- Fred and Alan... They're such old names for kids. Yeah. Fred and Alan want, you know want to pull a trick on Chesney, Mr. Chesney. And Hannah says, I think it's so weird that I've never seen them at school. Isn't, don't you think that's strange? And they get in a little tiff over the soccer ball and knock each other down. And they're just having a great flirty old time. And then Hannah helps Danny. Danny falls on the ground. She goes to reach to help Danny, pull Danny up, but her hands go through him. He's a ghost. I knew he was a a ghost. ghost. He's a ghost. They both freak out. Hannah says, I knew you were a ghost. And Danny goes, What? I'm not a ghost. And he reaches his hand towards her and his hand goes through her chest. Mm. And he freaks out and screams and runs to his house. And Danny says, wait a minute. Hannah Hanny says, Dana isn't a ghost. No, H- Hannah says, Danny isn't a ghost. I am. Obviously. Ooh, woo! Okay, so now we can really talk about everything. 
So because Hannah is a ghost. And this is a good twist. It is a good twist. In fact, I can't <coughs> I can't remember reading this book or knowing about this book without already knowing that she it's was the ghost. It's so hard to read it not already knowing she's that ghost. Because to me, it's so... I don't know, it's because I knew Isn't it ahead of time. Isn't it obvious? Yeah, it, it, seems, it seems so obvious that she's a ghost. So go, she realized she's a ghost. She's all dead. Remember Mrs. Quilty from down the street earlier who didn't say hi to her? Well, she sees her in front of the house all of a sudden with a, this is what Arlstein says, uh, with a haggard-looking haggard woman in a yellow sundress. sundress. And they're both just loudly talking about the house, Hannah's house, about how it's empty, and then how it's being rebuilt five years after that terrible fire that killed that beautiful family. <laughs> there was a campfire in the backyard one night, and they didn't put it out, and the whole house burned down. Remember in that first letter to Janie that she yes, talked about? Yes, write about the campfire. Ooh, it's, yes, good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Yes. And she goes back inside, she's freaking out, she's, mom, dad, She has this nope. moment where she's like, I'm dead, I've died, and I'm I'm dead and, and she the runs house back is in all the ha- burned. And she gets back in the house and there's nothing in the and house. She falls on the ground and sobs and she goes, how long have I been dead? I'm dead. I died five years ago. I'm she, a ghost. I'm dead. She runs to a red phone that's on the wall in her house and she says, who can I call? Who? No one. I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's the phone really line good. is dead. She's dead. And then darkness sweeps her up. <sighs> she wakes up in the middle of the night, runs through the house and she has that feeling of dread again. Oh no. That Danny dread. And she looks out the window, sees Danny on his bike. It's the middle of the night. Danny. And she knows Danny's going to get revenge on Mr. Chesney for the, you know, the mailbox. Mr. Thing. So, so when he ran away and grabbed Danny, Danny says, he, he really messed up my shoulder. He really hurt my shoulder. Child abuse, child abuse. Child abuse, child abuse. Um, and so uh, he like wants to get revenge on him hurting his shoulder. Although he was the one like fucking up his mailbox in the first place. Whatever the slap. So, <laughs> so she follows him to Mr. Chesney's house. He is there with Fred and Alan, and they have kitchen matches, and they're running towards the house. They're gonna burn down his house. <laughs> That's crazy. Little pyromania. Hannah sees the dark figure, the shadow figure, slinking around the house. Hannah. 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 She sees you know, all three of them climb up into an open window and all of a sudden something grabs her leg. <gasps> it's a garden hose. Oh, wow. It's just, it's just a garden hose. I almost landed hard on my elbows and knees. You're about to. Drink. So... She sees that clearly something's on fire inside the house and there's a lot of smoke and something's wrong. And then that dark figure appears again and it says, Hannah, Hannah, stay away, stay away and reaches towards her and pulls her in, pulls her in. And then Hannah, Alan falls out the window Mm -hmm. on top of Hannah and the figure disappears. Shadow figure disappears. Fred falls out the window and he lands hard on his elbows and knees. Drink. Drink. And they're, they're saying things like, oh, we didn't mean to. Oh, the matches. Danny's in there. He's, He's trapped. trapped. He's, He's going trapped. to burn. Ooh. And she goes to the window to go save Danny, but the shadow figure stops her and says, you will not save him. And... She reaches. She tries to grab the figure, and he's solid. She can hold on to him, and she like she pulls his fa- like the shadow of his face apart, like it's a cloak. The cloak, and it's Danny's face. It's Danny's face with red eyes. So when I was reading this in the bath, I was like, wait, 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 wait a second. So the shadow person is Danny, but then this is what the shadow person says. I'm gonna read the exact. It's Danny's page. face with red eyes. With red eyes, and says. It isn't you, Danny. It isn't. A cruel smile played over the figure's glowing face. I am Danny's ghost, he declared. Ghost? 
Hannah tried to pull back, but the darkness held her tightly. I am Danny's ghost. When he dies in the fire, I will no longer be a shadow. I will be born, and Danny will go to the shadow world in my place. It let's get invisible. I know, right? I think it's so interesting. It's like, order, like, are we teaching kids, like, this is what happens when you die. You go to the shadow world, and the shadow replaces you or something like Who that? Who knows? Who knows what could happen? Do what you do. Just keep on laughing. One thing's true. There's always a brand new day. I'm gonna live my day like it's my last day. So she bursts through the shadow figure. She pushes him, <laughs> she pushes him apart, climbs into the house, finds Danny behind a wall of flames, walks through the, she walks through walk the Walk a fi- flock of flames. <laughs> I was going to start singing, I walk through the fire and, and it breezes me. I died. I look into it and it's black. I don't even need to insert clips for this episode because we're singing all of them. The musical podcast. Hope you guys like it. She pulls Danny with all her might through the flames, through the house, till they fall out the window. It is exciting. It's intense. Intense. It's intense. Danny is safe, and Hannah sees that shadow figure next to the house, and then it vanishes. Twisting in flames as the fire consumed it, it raised its dark arms towards the sky and vanished without making a sound. Danny thanks Hannah. Everything turns bright. So bright. And then as bright as the wall of flames, then everything went blah. So last chapter, next chapter, it's two hours later. Danny's at home being treated by paramedics. His mom and Mrs. Quilty are there. And Dana says, And who could forget Mrs. Quilty? Harriet Sansom Harris as Mrs. Quilty. (laughs) What? (laughs) Danny says he was saved by Hannah Fairchild, the girl next door. And Mrs. Quilty says, but that house is empty. And Hannah Fairchild was the girl who died five five years years ago. He must be delirious. He must be be delirious. Hannah's watching from the door. No one can see her. And things start to turn, 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 turn to gray. gray. And this is where my my eyes stung with tears. I was very tired. Spilling down my face. Her mother shows up and says, "Uh, it's time to come back. And Hannah's crying, crying, and floats up into the air. Like she's floats going away, up to heaven. Floats away. Floating, floating, and floating, she, looking down. And oh, she says, remember me, remember me, Danny. And here, I'll read. I'll, now we've reached the end. I could start crying. I know. I'm going to read the first. Dan and I like to read the first so paragraph like of the book and then the last paragraph of the book. So the every, first, in every podcast, we do the first paragraph, last paragraph, like it's one short little version. So we'll do that right now. Hannah wasn't sure which had awakened her, the brittle crackling sounds or the bright yellow flames. She hoped so. So that last line, she hoped so. She says, Danny, Danny, rem- Danny remember me. me. Hannah cried as Danny's face appeared clearly in the misty gray. Could he hear her? Could he hear her calling to him? She, she hoped, hoped so. so. <gasps> oh, it's good. It is pretty good. I might even give it a C plus. <laughs> oh, wow. I might. That's an, it's an upgrade from a D plus. It is an upgrade. Let oh, me upgrade wow. you. Yeah, partner, let me upgrade you. So, um... Pretty... Not, now that we're saying all of it out loud, all the things that it I don't like about it... It sounds better than it... Reads, yeah, we sell it really, really well, but it, it just kind of like it comes, it goes in and out, where it's the kind of plotless. And I think it's a cool idea, but I don't know if it's a great story. I'm a fan of the book, I am not a huge fan of the TV episodes. Okay, so I had this is this is a rarity, I have never seen these television episodes. Are there before. other episodes that you haven't seen? I haven't seen 
Oh, the trilogy or whatever. You've, you've seen the trilogy. I started watching it and I gave up because I didn't like it. I remember watching the trilogy live Girl, and in color. I don't know. Uh-uh. Really? Anyway, let's just. We'll never go, talk about the it. ghost next door. Um, so I'd never seen these episodes. All I knew, I rewatched this Goosebumps te- TV series. I think last summer when I was house sitting at Dell's house. Two summers ago now, at the end of 2013. Anyway, I don't know. And I remember I was rewatching them, and Daniel and I would text and talk about it. And Daniel said, "Just skip the Ghost Next Door. Don't even watch that one." So I didn't. So I blame it on Daniel. It's your fault. I haven't seen it. Watching them again, I probably watched them a year ago. Watching them again, they weren't as bad as I remember them being, but I'm still not a fan. I'm such a fan of of staying true to source material with anything. Yeah. That when it strays from the source material or well, doesn't do or doesn't honor it, do it justice, I get upset. Now let's get into so it. yes, these episodes. So this we is start, later, later, later in the this series. This is season four. These are episodes the, three and four. The opening credits. We have a new gussied up, uh, and I'll I'll I'll. I'll have some of the music in here. <laughs> but the a new opening credit credits that are just wilder and wackier, and this is where the harpsichord and bats and yeah, the series kind of devolves a little bit into, into getting wacky and weird. Which as a ki- as a kid, it's I cheap. never it wanted. I wanted always wanted it more serious dark, and wanted yes. more dark and more drama and less cartoony, high key lighting, campy. campy. So episode one, part one, not episode. It's not bad though. It's season just, four, episode earlier, so. three, part one of the Ghost Next Door aired September twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight, which was a Monday. Oh, and then. Part two, season four, episode four, aired on September 29th, the next day, which is a Tuesday. So it aired on a Monday and Tuesday. Cool. First time, isn't it interesting? Yeah. The um, the shadow, one, one quick trivia, piece of trivia, the shadow figure that is in, definitely in this, like the book, is definitely in this um, epi- these episodes. Uh, the voice is done by an actor named uh, Diego Matamoros. Who was who is Morgrid in the Night and Terror Tower? Fascinating. Yeah. And also, um, the actress who plays Hannah, her name's Nicole Dicker, and she's so terrible in this. That she's I, she's pretty she's bad. And and, and some in a bit a bit of her defense, it's a lot for her to carry the episode because she doesn't. A lot of it's just her by herself. Um, it's really too bad about her hair. Yeah, her disgusting mom hair. It's fucking disgusting. Anyway, but I looked her up, and she's worked a fair bit. She's on Degrassi. Oh, good. She's seen, and she's very Canadian. And um, like all the kids, Cody Jones plays Danny in this, and Cody plays um, uh, Noah. Noah in the Haunted Mask, which the Haunted Mask, which is our Noah next Caldwell, episode, yes, which is Daniel's in my favorite episode of anything of anything ever. Created. I don't know how we're gonna record next episode. Well, I don't. I can't even talk about it. Anyway, he's in this. He's so toe-headed and super, super blonde with white. He doesn't eyebrows. have candy corn orange hair like Danny. And I actually think he's fantastic in these. He's two good. Episodes. He did. He's and then also he's a, 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 uh, this actor Dov Tiffenbach. Um, he is in Bad Hair Day. And he's also in Harriet the Spy, and I'm a big fan of his. Um, he plays either Fred or Alan or whatever. He's kind of I one of the I couldn't tell you. They don't really. They don't. Ever, they, get, they don't get specific. So in like the D-list world of Goosebumps celebrities, this one's kind of chock full of cool people. Yeah. So this episode. <sighs> okay, let's just get into it. I mean, so first of all, the first thing we really see is Hannah's. She's typing a letter to Janie. Or is um, it Katie? well? She wakes up from a nightmare to start she off. She does. With. You're right. A smoke-filled nightmare. Sim- and even like, if I had seen this, ep- remembered watching this episode for the first time, I would have wondered, oh my gosh, how are they going to handle this? You know, for TV or whatever, because I feel like it's kind of heavy subject matter. Where she's like, she died. And, and like after just watching, now I think they did an. Uh, 
I think it did I pretty good job. Good, pretty good but job. But also, I w- this is a two, you know as we talk a two parter episode. I'm not sure if if it this episode be two really deserves episodes. two episodes. Yeah, you know, I don't like how they break up part one, part two. We start off with a huge typo, which really bothers me. Hannah spelled H A N N A instead of H A N N A H, as it is in the rest of the episode, and as it in the closing credits, and as it is in the book. We're we see on H. her wall that there's like a piano competition. Certificate. She's a piano person, I guess. Piano competition that says Hannah. That's one of the first things we see, and I was like, wow. Let's start with the typo. And she's writing a, uh, you know, she has the dream or whatever. And she's right. She's not. She's writing a letter to her friend Janie, but she's, she's not, typing it she's on the clunky on a, antique laptop. There's a lot of really hilarious technological things that are so outdated that are a lot of fun to I watch. I really don't like the way this episode starts. Yeah. Where she's she's talking about how she's alone for the summer. She can't go to camp because of her allergy. I thought that was such a strange line. Yeah. That's never. She's like, you know, I can't go to camp because of my allergy. And me as a a, a viewer, I I think remember that that's going to come up later or something yeah. but it doesn't it's she so also strange. said something in one of her letter that she hasn't said in either one of the letters that we wrote where she said this is the summer of the living dead which i thought was kind of fun you yeah, know I guess so. you know not not to throw shade or put negative energy out in the universe but i think i would have liked these episodes a whole lot better if a different actress were playing the part of hannah i agree you know what i mean i just did i just don't like her she's I, it's not really her fault because she's she's just a, she's just a clunky actress actress who looks like she's wearing a wig. I mean, it's just like the ugliest, mommiest mom hair I've ever seen on a not even just a kid, but on a, even on a mom. She also got stuck in this sort of cadence that bothered me a little bit. Where that was completely dead. Every well, pun, maybe then that's perfect. But uh-huh. it goes the ends of her sentences went down every time. Yeah, and I, all of a sudden my theater kid, tr- t- you know, sort of. Checked in. That's not the phrase. I'm but I think for. Noah, who play, I mean, he Noah, does a great Cody, job. I was he, like, work on your up endings, girl. That's what I wanted to yeah. say to her. Like, yeah. throw in some variety. Well, so she goes downstairs and she's uh, finds out she's home alone. And there's a note from her mom and dad <laughs> says, that says, "At baseball tonight, mom and dad." And on like, a oh. huge piece of paper written in sharpie. It's like, oh, they're at baseball. That makes sense. And she sees a man across the street. In the shadows, a and shadow so man. she immediately decides she has to call nine one one. Now, I actually thought this was kind of frightening, and I was a little bit excited when I watched the beginning of this first episode because I'd never seen it before, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like pretty scary." They do this thing where nothing that happens at night; it really happens at night. They do that thing where they shoot. They shoot day the, for night, and that's, shoot, that's I'm sure that's a budget thing. It must be everything that takes and place. Child at night, labor laws or something. Maybe. Sure, I don't know. Everything that takes place at night is like cartoonishly blue and clearly was shot during the day, and they just put a filter on it. That being said, that I thought this opening me. sequence was terrifying because the the shadow figure kind of looks like the fisherman Ben Willis. I know what you did last summer because he's kind of looks Mixed like he's, with ghost face minus a mask. It looks like he has like a bucket hat on a kind of thing. And I think there's something I think there's something frightening about being a little girl alone in your house and there's literally a shadowy figure outside of your house. Yeah. I don't think it's unrealistic for her to call dial nine one one. I thought she it was kind of a but she calls nine one one and kind of runs around the this this house set. Just and yells at the nine one one lady, and obvi- of course the nine one one lady can't, can't hear, hear her, her voice. It's like, is anyone there? And she's like, what's wrong? And, and then, then a, a rock, rock is thrown through her front window, it's and probably Hannah- Mr. Harder Chesney throwing stones. Sure, she at her at her dog, and Hannah decides to run outside. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And she runs into not redhead Danny, right? Yes. Well, she sees the shadow. It kind of chases her, and then she runs and into Danny. The voice of the 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 shadow person, which is the, I guess the guy. I was wondering if the first episode and the second episode had a different actor playing the voice. I thought the voice is really frightening. Actually, it was it was Baba Duck kind of lettuce because it was like Hannah, Hannah, like Baba Duck. You know what I mean? Like that thing. It was Baba Duck is so scary. So good. 
really, really scary. And I would like to note that one thing they did take from the books, which I thought was pretty cool, was um, that Hannah's in this whole episode is wearing literally bags of trash. <laughs> like she found like dirty, wet, muddy bags of trash in a dumpster <laughs> somewhere, and that's actually what she's wearing. Ill-fitting, she has some slop. homeless she has some slop. Where's my Where's my day glow? She's wearing some slop. She's wearing some earth-toned shit slacks is what she's wearing. Give me my day glow. I paid for day glow. Bitch. So we'll just kind of zip through this a Looks little like bit. Looks like she got the swamp meat. D- Danny, I like this choice that Danny is wearing, wears all black the entire episode. Thank you for coming in blacks. Thank you for coming in blacks. You know, all episode. And he says he likes things scary and they're like a little flirty. And, and is this the part where he runs away and there's a shadow imprint burned into the ground? Yes, we'll get to that. Well, first she tells him, she's like, Sorry, I saw guys. a figure. I saw a figure. And they run to his, you know, house. Where his dilapidated looking dog, dog's house. house. Now, the house looks like it's supposed to be haunted. It the looks bu- like the forbidden bunk. It does. There's like peat moss hanging from it and bushes all over the house. And it's covered. And he says, oh, it probably wasn't a uh, shadow figure that scared you. It was probably this kite stuck in this tree. <laughs> and there's just a kite sitting in a These tree. These rusty old pipes. These rusty old pipes. Next day, um, Kate... Han- and then he kind of does like a magic trick. Remember that? He does, he does, a, ma- he does a weird... He, now, I was so confused with this magic trick. Because he like has a stone in his hand and then makes it disappear. And then he opens his mailbox and the stone is in the mailbox. She's yeah. like, how did you do that? And then he ghost. disappears. And that's why Hannah starts to think he's a ghost for many reasons. And I was like, why would they incorporate that? And that's what they do instead of having him fall off the roof like he does in the book. Okay. So like a little element of magic in there. So okay. I, I like whatever. So the next day. We've got magic to do. So the me- next day, Hannah's going to mail her letter to Katie. I wrote down Katie. It must I love how Jane. she, it's so funny to me that she types out a letter, prints it, and then mails that. Oh, it's so I much guess you, work. I guess you wouldn't get email at a camp. Yeah, I guess that's Okay, true. that makes sense then. So, um, Mr. Or she put it on her floppy disk. Ooh, my heart. Put it in my hard drive. Ooh. So she um, sees Mr. Chesney. Well, mm-hmm. in, 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 you know, in, introduction to Mr. Chesney, who's the male guy. And she runs after him and almost get, and, and, but he doesn't hear her and runs and like drives off. She says, no, I have a letter. How come no Mr. one can hear me? And she sees Danny riding on his bike. Danny almost gets hit by Mr. Chesney. That's right. And she yells at him. She goes, Danny, Danny, Danny. And he kind of pulls, he, he pulls his bike into a pile of trash where Hannah got her clothes and he falls and he like, whatever on the ground. And then Mr. Chesney keeps driving. And, and then she, you know, she's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. And when he gets up and, and rides away on his bike, there's a dirty black scorch mark on the ground, <laughs> which never gets explained by the no, way. No. Uh-uh. I'm like, what is he on fire? Like, what is going on? This girl is on fire. So, she decides to, to spy on him, ends up, uh, here's Hannah, Hannah, coming, Hannah. From, coming from the basement of his house. He has those, like, storm cellar doors. Well, uh, wait, so she goes into his house. Is it, do we, into she the go, basement. She goes into the basement. And the house is all candles everywhere. It's kind no, of. No, this is, ba- we're just basement at this point. Oh, okay. Remember? Oh, yes, she's, of course. And in the basement, she gets, she sees a ch- rocking chair moving by itself, and she's chased around by that shadow figure. And he's very frightening. It's very scary. And at this point, I was still like, what is Dion talking about? These episodes aren't that bad. This is pretty cool. And the voice says, you'll never get away from me. You'll never get away from me, Hannah. And she ends up uh, escaping from the the basement sees Danny in the yard and was like, you're a ghost. And he's like, what? Yeah. She kind of just randomly says you're a ghost and runs, runs home. Googles the, the house, like gets online. This, 
homemade shitty website. It is the weakest, lamest fake website of cheapest excuse for a website that I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's 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 pathetic. And she fi- she finds an it. article about there's been a there was a house fire on the street. Now when she put this, this particular off, street, no survivors. The article I was like. I'm sure they have the address of the house on the article. Wouldn't she know at this point that she's a ghost and it's her house that burnt down? No, but she she just kind of cursory, cursorily glances at – I made up that word – glances at the website, prints off the piece of paper, and decides to go over to Danny's house and show him that he's a ghost. I have proof. I have internet proof. I have Wikipedia proof. So she goes over to the house, lets herself in. No, some wind opens the door. Wind <laughs> pushes open the door, and there are candles everywhere, like and I said – Everywhere, literally everywhere in the house. I said, like a witch's sex dungeon. Oh, mm. and she sees somebody making shadow puppets, and it turns out no, it's just Danny's mom setting up dinner and ignoring her. And she talks to Danny's mom and just keeps talking and won't stop talking. And Danny's mom ignores her because she's deaf and can't hear her. And, and um, and so then Hannah decides to open the oven, and she sees that there's a spider in the oven. It's a dirty stove, and Danny shows up, and she says. I know what you are. You're dead. Your mom's dead. You're haunting this house. That's why you haven't used the stove. And she acts like a total bitch. She does. What I think is so fun, and there's and these, there's a couple scenes in here, which are, actually, this is how I think now. I'm like, these are such great two-person scene, actor scenes. I want to do this in my acting class. I literally thought that, because I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much, so many layers of what's going on in here with these people, and they're trying to figure things out. And it's such prolonged scenes for like 11 and 12-year-old actors to like have to do these it's scenes. It's a lot for them to I do, I mean, yes. Cody Jones is great and handles it really, really well, but what's, Nicole Dicker is such a clunker with every dead dialogue piece that comes out of her mouth that it doesn't really work but the scenes themselves are exciting to at least think about so danny says you want to know why my mom can't hear you you stupid it's because she's deaf yeah it's because she's deaf you dumb bitch and hannah immediately feels really bad and they have some really terrible lines i'll put some in there you must think i'm a complete loser well i'm not a complete one i'm I'm sorry sorry. you You go go first you first Okay. I was just going to say I'm sorry. I should have told you about my mom and why I don't let people in the house. I just took you to the basement because, I don't know. I know it sounds dumb, but I guess I'm embarrassed. Don't be. I think it's cool. I want to learn sign language now so I can talk to your mom. Maybe I could teach you. I'd like that. There's some real clunker lines in there, and then they have some sort of tiff and... Danny really lets her have it and I and I think he lets her get away with it a little too much because I would be pissed if I were Danny yeah she apologizes they confront each other at the door again and she hands him the Google the 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 piece of paper that she printed off from the Google website or whatever and she was like this is the pr- I thought this was the proof sorry oh I just want to say that I'm sorry I thought you were a ghost it's just I got this story off the internet about our street and about this big house fire and i just kind of thought you were dead and leaves it with him runs out of the house and then he looks at the the piece of paper and realizes something did you say you lived at 49 or whatever and then he comes over and he's like he says you said you lived at 49 she was like yeah which i guess she never looked at the address that's what i'm saying on the article that's what i'm saying i know that's what you're saying and then she looks at her house and turns around and all of a sudden her house looks dilapidated and old and has peat moss and bushes all over it and she realizes oh no wait i'm I'm the i'm I'm the ghost ghost. and she walks she walks through she phases through danny walks through him because she's you know 
she's uh, he kind of freaks out and runs away end of part one to end of part one now i thought i was like wouldn't this be a good episode of this just where it ended oh if this would be where it ended yeah you we, know? Wouldn't, we wouldn't know about the shadow dude but yeah take i'll take all the shadow stuff out wouldn't that be a better episode i think that'd be a little more interesting i think it'd be cool yeah yeah so what i also something i want to point out quickly and we'll zip through this last part um whole last episode it's not the ghost next door in this it's the ghost across the street yeah I was like, why not make it next door? Yeah. Why, why he got to be across the street? Wow, that sounds like a stupid title, too. The Ghost Across the Street. So, part two. Start of part two. She walks inside of her house, and it looks like a dirty oil painting. Mm-hmm. And she sees the the rock and the broken window from earlier, from this the previous rock. episode. And she realizes that, yes, that happened because it was an old, dilapidated house, and people were throwing rocks. And, and she's windows. straight up dead. So, the shadow it's, figure shows up. This is where things get weird and we kind of this veer away This is where we veer from... away from the book. And this is why I don't love these episodes or don't even really like them. And the shadow figure says up, shows up and says, you're a ghost and I'm here to teach you how to be a ghost. No. Uh, um, he says, I'm here to teach you how to be a ghost. So you have to stay away from Danny Anderson. And she's like, you can't tell me to stay away. And she runs over to Danny's house, walks through the door, chases him to the kitchen. And she wants to figure out why... She realizes, yes, nobody's been able to see me this whole mm-hmm. time. Why Danny's the one that can see her. Yeah. So she wants to figure that out. And um, she bursts on in, and Danny and his mom talk in sign language for a while. And I, my notes say, Dan- Hannah runs off in a huff and is a bitch. <laughs> Hannah has a point, again, has a pointless fight with Danny and his deaf mom. Runs outside, says, Shadow, starts calling him Shadow. Says, Shadow, come and back. And then Shadow, I need you. I'm ready you. for my ghost lessons. So there's this whole sort of subplot about where he teaches her how to haunt people and she needs to really focus her energy. And she disguises, she, he was like, You need to pick first things first. You need to, you, first things first, you need to pick your victim. She says, I'm going to pick Mr. Chesney. So she scares him at the post office by like messing up his mail bag, which I was like, He's working hard. I know. Don't and mess up his mail. The only thing I really, the only purpose that it has in there is, and this comes in later, is you have to like concentrate and work up your strength as a ghost to become yeah, corporeal pur- or whatever. And hold yes, on that's the purpose of this. But she's so tired after it. She works I'm so, so hard. Tired. Cut to, and this is where we cut away from the, the first person of hannah it's mm-hmm. hannah's nowhere to be found it's just danny and the kids which i don't like when we move away from the narrative like right the, the protagonist and it gets kind of weird because it i guess it's i don't know if they're fred and alan or whatever but one of them's dov tiffenbach that we said before and the other's this dude doing this Wearing like a bo- he's doing a really bad jim carrey impersonation yeah, he's doing like, like a ace, bowling shirt ace ventura alley cat strike kind of vibe going on it's just not working so the kid obviously same thing as the book the kids are like we want you you're t- you want to be cool? Hang out with us. Yes. And Danny's saying that there's a ghost next door. He said there's a ghost across the street. And they're like, well, if that's really the truth, get her to play a trick. So uh, Danny goes over to Hannah's house and says, like, um, Hannah, please. The guys I'm don't sorry. Believe- I'm sorry we got in that fight earlier. But the guys don't believe me that you're real. Can you do a trick? And all of a sudden, the shadow figure is standing in the house. It's this really weird moment where it's hard to tell what exactly is going I on. I said to Matthew, I said, I, don't, I can't tell what's going on. I can't see it what's going like on. It looks like a dude in a glittery scream ghost face costume up on the rafters, and it kind of kicks down a board or something, and it comes flying down. And Hannah's like, Danny, no! And she, like, jumps and, like, pushes Danny out of the way and essentially saves his life. And then... Danny doesn't even really acknowledge it. He's like, well, I guess this house is older than I thought. Bye. And, like, kind of leaves. And then the shadow, I guess we're calling him Shadow now. Shadow tells Hannah that, um, she's, why would you do that? And 
the shadows like Danny must die before midnight tonight. He must die. He's gonna leave this. He has, they never say die, and You're they right. never say. I think it's so interesting. They never say die in either one of these things. They they says he's gonna leave this world. But and Shadow midnight. says that when Danny leaves this world, that the Shadow himself will have a body and become a ghost. Yeah. Matthew and I looked at each other. I said, "Wait." Aren't so you, yeah. when Danny leaves this world, the shadow is going to get a body and then become a ghost. And like Hannah kind of doesn't buy it either. Hannah's kind of like, fuck you. I don't need you anymore, dude. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It to doesn't. Me. And that's why I'm like, oh and so man. Hannah, Hannah runs out of the house or something. I don't know. But cut to again, we're away from Hannah and Freddie and at Fred and Alan are having pizza by candlelight <laughs> And Danny says, just happened. She saved me from this beam that fell. And they're like, you're whatever. And Fred or Alan does his really bad Jim Carrey impression and says, you want to hang with us? You keep telling us these ghost stories. You hang with us. You got to do something major. And he says, you have to stink bomb Mr. Chesney's house and prove you're cool. And the stink bomb's going to last forever. So you have to go there and stink bomb him. And cut back to Shadow and Hannah and they're fighting and... I don't know. Hannah kind of says, like, I don't need you or something. And I don't he, need you anymore. And he, like, kind of gets sucked into the floor and goes, no. And she kind of walks It, it reminded me him. of the very end of Nightmare on Elm Street when when Nancy's like, you're nothing. You're shit. And yeah. then <laughs> Freddy goes to attack her and then turns into, like, warbly glitter and, like, flies through her and disappears into the floor. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Hannah's like, I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need how to be. I don't need how to be. know how Lessons to become a ghost. I'm I, all, I, I am, am a ghost. ghost. And, and he goes no and like no. jumps towards her and falls through her and then into the floor yeah. but like literally creates a hole in the floor and falls through the floor so um she runs over to danny's house sees an address mr chesney's address Dress. just there just so written she, on so meanwhile um uh because one of the kids gave gave danny he's like here's mr chesney's address there's a gummy on it meanwhile she finds that address runs to chesney's house danny's there danny like lights the stink bomb or whatever but like can't get it to light mr chesney is upstairs and like here's 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 something so so danny knocks over the unlit stink bomb and a match that kind of falls in the ground he hides in the closet and mr chesney is kind of scared because of his ghost incident earlier so he comes downstairs he's like hello i'm gonna warn you i and then kind of sees a cat down there and he's like oh it's just the cat he's like let's go to bed and he sees that there's a door half a little bit halfway open where danny's hiding so he shuts the door and it locks and it locks and he takes the cat upstairs so danny's stuck in there and and the match starts Starts to catch on fire in the house. Starts Hannah to catch on fire. steals a bike from a woman. It's kind of a funny moment where she just sees her bike riding, like, yeah, just riding off by itself. She's like, hey, wait. So um, the house catches on fire. You know, you guys know what The happens. house catches on fire. Mr. Chesney wakes up and runs out of the house, and everyone kind of stares at the house. And is like, oh, it's burning down, but they don't know that someone is the house, and it's Danny. And Danny tries to get out, but they, that thing happens where he pushes the no- doorknob from inside the closet, and the doorknob on the outside comes flopping out and flies, and, like, no one can, like, get to him anyway. And he gets there's he no kinda... doorknob. That happens to my door, by the way. Really? I was just going to ask. That's that my door in my house. Happens? The funny, another funny p- bit of trivia about my house. Do you know what the wireless network is called at my house? The, the ghost, ghost next, next door. door. 
work. Isn't that cute? And so um, no one knows that he's, and Danny kind of ambiguously passes out from smoke or something. So Hannah like, runs in and tries to like open the door and gets the doorknob in the door, opens the door, but Danny's passed out. Yeah. And, and she, she, she doesn't have enough strength to pull him, you know? So she's like, I know what I'll do. I'll play the piano. And then people in the street will hear that someone's playing the piano, know someone's inside and come in and rescue Danny. So I'm like, oh, okay, the 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 typoed name piano thing in the beginning of episode one actually makes sense. So I, wish, starts- I wish there had been more with the piano at the beginning that there would be some sort of, we would get, we would gain something. There'd be a moment where she's like, I'll play the piano. And you'd be like, yes, the piano, that special gift that only Hannah has. It makes sense that she'd play the piano. But there, it just seems yeah, like, oh, I'll it, just play the piano. I think you're giving it too much credit. I am. I definitely am. Well, she pulls him out, saves him, sees it's after midnight, even though it looks like it's the middle of the day. Yeah. And she realizes that she did it, and the shadow guy, shadow disappears. And she like kind of, she kind of like yells. She's like, it's after midnight. I, you know, you're, and then he kind of gets sucked back up into the sky again. Is like, no. And she turns around and sees that her parents are there, which we've never seen her parents or her little brothers or her dad in this whole episode. Right. Either and episode. it's still kind of sweet. It's still kind of sweet. And they said, you did a good, a good job. job. Oh, it's sort of sad. And it ends with Danny looking up at the sky saying, and the, thank you. And Hannah. the mom goes, who are you talking to? Like she signs to him deaf wise and says, who are you talking to? And he says, my friend. It's kind of sweet, I guess. Kind of sweet. Kind of oh, a punk around. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us for uh, this, just this neighborly night of ghostly fun or neighborly day or morning whenever you're listening to day this. Day for night. Uh, day glow. Join us next time for our favorite thing on the planet in the Not universe only of our my whole lives. It's the highest graded book out of this series. I think it's the it's only. It's the most popular book in the series. It's the one I gave, I think, an A or an A plus, really. And it is the not only the greatest Goosebumps episode, but it is my, when people ask me what my favorite movie is, The Haunted Mask is actually my favorite Mine bit too. of entertainment Matthew that and I exists. Have, Matthew and I have seen it probably four, 5,000 times. Yes, we'll get into that. Anyway. It's na- The Haunted Mask. So, so please join us next time. It's going to be so much fun. And thanks for, you know, Getting a cup of sugar from a ghost. With yeah, us right thanks now. for ghosting with us. So we'll, we'll we'll catch you guys next time, okay? If, if you, you dare. Dear Katie, how's camp? How are the horses? I wish I was there with you, but you know my stupid allergy. It's probably not that much fun without me. Just kidding. Well, I guess it has to be more interesting than hanging around Greenwood Falls. Well, it's hot out. There's not supposed to be much water, but my dad keeps on watering the lawn anyway. Well. I guess that's the most exciting thing happening around here. I feel like I'm stuck in the summer of the living dead.